0: I'll have Gabe yell at me later. There we go. So, uh, as we continue, what what is a doctrine of demons? What do you guys think? Somebody? Anything contrary to the word of God. Anything contrary to the word of God. Absolutely. So, um, I often hear, the spirit the spirit told me uh, okay, and before you guys start sending hate mail, uh, there's absolutely nothing wrong with listening and hearing the words of wisdom from the Holy Spirit, absolutely right uh, so I'm not saying that you shouldn't listen to the spirits, uh, what I'm saying is. Uh, if it is a message from God will lead you right back to the truth and to the word of God if for whatever reason it's leading you to your own desires uh, well uh, chances are it's probably not the Holy Spirit whispering in your ear so just be careful um, Oftentimes, we justify our actions by saying that they are of the Holy Spirit, right? Because the Holy Spirit is guiding you, right? And you should always just go right back to the Word of God and test the spirits, right? We're told to do so. Uh, This is what um, Yeshua was actually referring to when he was... um, Rebuking all those Jews who were seeking to kill him in John eight, uh, when, when he was telling him, "You are of your father the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires." I mean, they, they were thinking, you know, hey, we're we're righteous, we're sons of Abraham, we're good. Yeshua was telling him, "Nope, you are actually not doing the word of God, the, the work of God." Yes, which
1: is why go that way. in doing things, we need to pray about it to make sure that what we are doing is in fact being led by the Holy Spirit and that we're not falling under this strong delusion which the Bible warns us and in the last days of this strong delusion of sweeping over the earth and the very elect would be led away astray if God didn't intervene and help us.
0: Oh, absolutely. Does. Yeah. it, it, it that's... So. So that's what I'm, uh, I'm telling you. If a, a teacher um, is trying to give you an insight into God's word, but his life does not reflect that which he is trying to preach to you, I can tell you with certainty that he is teaching in falsehood. Uh, if that is the case, for as knowledgeable and as charming as he may be, Be careful. My advice to you, run away. So, yeah, um, it is is happening out there. And it's all over, especially now, where we can just, at the click of a button, we can reach thousands and thousands of teachers who all seem to know the truth. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there. So, yeah, just caution when listening to those teachers. All right, so we are in Timothy 4, 3. Uh, let me see. So the, these so-called teachers, they forbid marriage and require abstinence from foods which God created to be eaten with thanksgiving by those who have come to trust and to know the truth. For everything created by God is good and nothing received with thanksgiving needs to be rejected because the Word of God and prayer make it holy. If you if you present all these to the brothers, you will be serving the Messiah, Yeshua, well. If it will show that you have digested the Word of the faith and of the good teaching which you have followed, but refuse godless Old wives' tales and exercise yourselves in godliness. For although physical exercise now uh, does have some value, godliness is valuable for every what? Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> I lost my spot. <laughs> yes, verse eight. <laughs> Talking about that, right? <laughs> no, I was okay. I, I had no idea he was not going to be here to be honest with you. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, for the physical exercise does have some value, godliness is valuable for everything since it holds promise both for the present life and for the life to come. Yeah. so this. This verse here is um, very interesting, right? It's telling you, yeah, just to not get too focused on the um, on the things of the of this world. But at the same time, this reminds me of um, uh, Granny. She used to say, "Don't make yourself so heaven-worthy to the point where you are useless here on earth." Yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's kind of interesting," yeah. you know? That's yeah. So. Yeah, there's a lot of work to do as well here, so don't isolate yourself you know, in your own compound away from absolutely everybody to try to be as godly as you could possibly be without, um, well, understanding that there's also a great commission for us to do, and that requires you to be around people. So uh, here's a statement you can trust, one that fully deserves to be accepted, Indeed, it is for this that we toil and strive. We, we have our hope set on a living God who is the deliverer of all humanity, especially of those who trust. Uh, command these things and teach them. Don't let anyone look down on you because of your youth. So, yeah, so he must be like, uh, just like Paul, you know, probably. Uh, blooming very early in his career and just, you know, he's already in charge of this, of this fellowship and uh, finds himself probably being criticized because, you know, all the old seasoned people are like, what do you know about anything, you know, young kid. So on the contrary, that said that uh, delivers an example of in your speech behavior, love, trust, and purity until I come. Pay attention to the public reading of the scriptures. Do not neglect your gifts which you were given through a prophecy when the body of elders lay hands on you. Be diligent about your work. Through yourself, throw yourself into it so that your progress may be clear to everyone. Pay attention to yourself and to the teaching. Continue in it for by do, doing so you will deliver both yourself and those who hear you. Um so yeah I will try to keep you guys here um probably no longer no longer than twelve thirty, but um there's a lot to unravel here, right? And you guys you guys know where I'm going with this, right? Uh <coughs> so Timothy four, these so-called teachers are forbidding people to get married. Uh if you go Actually, I'll give you that as homework. If you go to First Corinthians seven, the whole chapter pretty much deals about how Paul feels about marriage, right? He is not against it. He advises on people if you if you want to wholly, solely pour yourself onto the the work of God, then don't get married. But if you just cannot control yourself, then yeah, you probably should get married, right? Just um, but. Um, does not condone getting married, uh, so these teachers here are dealing in falsehood right uh, so they they also say they're telling the people to abstain from certain foods uh, and that's that's where the problem begins right um, so we're going to we're going to try to break this down. A bit and hopefully it makes sense of this because I, up until this morning, I was like, okay, wait, does that even make sense? I don't know, we'll see. But you guys, yeah, don't be too harsh. Uh, so we're going to break this down in an algebraic proof. Do you guys remember? Teenagers, do you guys remember proofs? Algebra? No? And he like, no. Nobody told me I do to remember that? Yeah? Oh, I heard yes over there. Okay. So. <clears throat> yeah, should listen to your math teacher when he said, "Yeah, you may use this again sometime right well um, yeah. so so you uh any modern teacher that you you listen to will tell you, well, so the reason why we don't have to eat kosher anymore is because um it is really a restriction on, on, on you as a believer in Messiah. So if you are being restricted from anything, then you are going back into bondage by obeying that old command. So then you uh, are probably breaking God's law by obeying what God said. You get Okay, so you guys you guys get that, right? And sometimes you're like, okay, wait, what did you just say? Uh, it makes absolutely no sense, but... Um, um, and then there's another one. Um, actually, this just uh, happened uh, about a month ago where a person said, well, um, it, as long as you uh, any, anything can be made holy through prayer, so really, you really don't have to worry about it, right? Um, so, you are no longer bound to the, the laws of clean and unclean, um, so long as you recite this magical incantation over this food. Uh, Anything that uh, you don't have to worry about it because anything that God made unclean, you can now make it clean through prayer, right? That's kind of how it was, um, you know, um, dealt to me a while back, and, and I was like, "Huh, that's very interesting." So, <clears throat> so what what he's saying is that that which once was unclean, it is now clean. That which once God called an abomination to you, it is now good to eat. Uh, but you must first remember to pray, of course, over it, and then you're good to go. Um, what do you guys think? No. No. Yes. I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but... Uh... <gasps> One of the
3: issues in all day was the kosher versus common theme sacrificing of animals to idols. Can you eat that meat? He dealt with that in several places. Absolutely. So that was one of the restrictions that some people put on. The other thing is the milk and meat combination that was coming from the Pharisees from Babylon, which we know is the Christians. Christian. So mm-hmm. there were other things going on they never actually, the New Testament never actually discusses clean and unclean meat. There's always other
0: issues going on. People try to read that in there. <laughs> okay. okay, yes? We've got a, a counter argument for you to address that for people. Uh, what if uh, Adam had said a blessing over the apple in the garden, what if Adam had no, said it? a little louder?
4: garden and then ate it. Would that have made a difference to God? I don't think so. But he's telling you not to eat these things. And just because you're going to say a blessing over them, is that going to change his mind over the subject? Or oh, is not? No really different difference in uh, the first commandment, which was don't eat something from that tree. you going to
0: die. Yeah. Yes. Yes, sir. One of the problems is it-
4: what food is. Today in our Western society, we think anything that, you know, on the left side here that you have from this point of view, is food in certain ways, but according to Scripture, God tells us what food is, and so that's been partly issue, maybe getting into gnosticism, where people are caught up in denying themselves to make their most holy instead of just trusting God and, and doing the right thing, doing it His way instead of our way.
3: And it wasn't the apple in the tree that was the problem; it was the pair on the ground.
0: Well, yes, but oftentimes, you know, you often often hear, "Okay, well, yeah, but that that was kind of done away with." So uh, that was for them then, but not for us. Now, right? Um, actually, uh, one one of the the other arguments I've heard, yeah, I'd be right with you, was that um, there was no refrigeration at that time. So, because how many how many of you have heard that argument? That yeah, they say, well, they didn't have refrigeration at, at that time, but we do now, so now it's okay. Um, so. Sarcastic me stay, sat there and thought about that and wondering. I was like, you know what? What are we saying when we say that? We say, oh, silly God, did you not know that our ingenuity would one day surpass your commands and restrictions? We are so smart. That's right. We have just become smarter than God. So, therefore, we chop away at those commands one by one through technology. Wow. Yes, uh, I'm sorry. Yes, go ahead. That's right. That was that was nailed to the cross. All they would have to do is read to the from the beginning of the chapter, right? And then would we'll be uh, they would actually get the whole what in the world was he talking about when he's a nailed to the cross, right? Um, yeah. But um, Brian. Yeah, and
4: I'm sorry. and unclean foods and by category and species, there's actually more that you can eat that falls under God's commands than there is not. But but we want the small percentage of <laughs> flesh wants that small percentage. Why can't you just touch
0: that? Is that uh yes I'll be right with you in a second. Uh yeah is that uh is that like uh, like that meme, you know where Yeshua's like looking down and then it's like, what are they doing down there? And the angel's like, uh, I think they're making milk out of almonds, sir. And he's like, but I gave him like six animals to to, from which to get milk from. And the angel's like, yeah. So is that kind of like that? Yeah. <laughs> yes.
5: edible or whatever, so we this is how we perceive our culture is edible or inedible we don't see things as clean and unclean because clean and unclean was a way of distinguishing
0: um uh sort of like um well was said part like you were
5: you were spiritually clean yeah uh,
0: spiritually,
2: yeah
5: originally uh, sorry yes approached him are you clean or unclean so it was a totally different way of thinking as opposed to us where we
0: look at everything as is it edible or inedible? Well, yeah paying soon to me well i mean surely we can eat that we don't die because we eat it so because, if we don't yeah. die from eating it then it's got to be edible right yeah and, and there was yeah the, there were two distinctions right ritually clean yeah right. when the temple was there yeah right um god cannot be um, or anyone cannot be in the presence of God unclean so he he puts all these rules but um, the food laws were a bit different right that they, they um and and there are many 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 reasons why uh people say that they they came to be and you know some people say well you know what uh, oh it was because you know just God didn't want us to have just savory bacon and you know all these other things and and you know and you're like okay well I get it yeah that's right you're looking through it through a Western mindset with modern understanding but when you look at a document that is was written two thousand years ago uh, by Paul two languages removed um, who. Has a Hebraic mindset he was a jew right all the, the the other books of the of the New Testament also were written by people who understood that mindset and um uh, and, and people oftentimes just look at the things that are here in the shelf and they're acceptable right but whenever you start looking at people and you're like, oh you know what Uh huh, how much does fluffy weigh? I wonder if I can cook him at 345 for 45 minutes. <laughs> then people start getting defensive. They're like, hey, no, that's my cat. Well, uh, then for some reason, you're know, like, well, yeah, definitely people are not food. You know, come on, you know, let's be, be honest. You know, so that is you justifying on, through your own understanding rather than going right back to the truth. And uh, I'm sorry, I had another question. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, Ms. Jackie.
5: These mm-hmm.
1: things are kind of muddy the water when think they're thinking of the pig and other things. They're only thinking of what has been
0: established by God like a the But they're saying you shouldn't eat that like me, you should only eat vegetables. Okay. Yeah. So so th- there's yet another argument, another letter for someone else who where Paul goes about explaining that, right? actually we're gonna cover some of that, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, and sadly oftentimes, verse 4 and 5 Get bundled together And isolated And it creates a very nice easy package And people uh, Often say that It that actually what was given to me About a month ago For everything created by God is good And nothing received with thanksgiving Thanksgiving needs to be rejected Because the word of God And prayer make it holy But uh, well this was a whole letter, right, to be written, oh, to be read in context. Yes, Mr. Howard.
2: Yeah, what you said, you know, everything created by God is good, That is it's true. But it's only good for the intent for which he created.
4: For
0: the intent, yeah.
2: Exactly. And he designated which would be good. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and that is the reason why, he, yeah, that's what, the reason why he says that, right, with... Uh, with pork, he says, you know, this is an abomination to you to eat." They're not. They're not evil. They're not bad. I mean, they for their intended purpose uh, to be working as creation was designed to be working. They are great, but for the for the sake of uh, taking it out of its purpose and doing something else with it. It is then where you find that pattern of God saying, okay, these things are abominations to you. Uh, So, um, yes. So,
5: basically going back to what Michael Mike said earlier,
1: (coughs) in the first century, these foods on the left side wouldn't even have been up for discussion, at least not in any Jewish groups, because they knew. Yeah that had been already said in their scriptures that these, these foods are unclean, period. They're not for us to eat. <laughs> that wouldn't have been up for discussion. And But that is also why up for discussion was in other letters, such as Galatians and, there, and Peter. When Peter had his vision... It was never about the food. Which I'm not going to go into that because I know you're going to.
0: But uh, well, actually, I was not going to, but yeah, but no, yeah, uh, yeah, but but, but also, you're right.
1: But also, uh, in Galatians, it talks about what do we do with all these Gentiles coming in? Yeah, because we can't even have table fellowship with them because they are eating all these things that we consider unclean. Mm-hmm. But there were other issues also, such as, was the animal that was clean ritually sacrificed or slaughtered rather? Okay. And also, yeah. was it offered to idols? So there were many other issues besides just pork Okay, so and
0: all that. yeah, so Paul is bringing that up as well, right? But yes. how is he bringing that up? He's saying, okay, listen, yes, I understand where you live and I understand that, that you're... Situation, And I understand that there are many things out there that may be kind of uh, questionable to eat, even though they are actually defined by God as food. Um, but try not to create division over it, right? Try to uh, realize that that is going to be a big point of contention with, between you and the other believers. So don't go there. You know, try to... Yeah, try to uh, create uh, be in fellowship with everyone else without creating division because you have more insights as to what it is to be a, a more obedient believer than the other person. So th- that's, yeah, uh, yeah, actually we will get a, a little bit into that. But yeah, uh, so what Susanna was talking about, uh, Peter's vision, uh, Acts uh, chapter 10 must be read in, well, must be read, yeah, chapter 10 and 11 all together. Because otherwise you're just like, you're like, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. God is telling Peter to go ahead and eat. Oh, yeah. Th- okay, that's that's cool. But then later on, chapter 11, says like, oh, there they, they realize what the dream was about. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, that settles everything. Right? Those two chapters must be read. Kind of like, um, Romans 7, uh, 6, 7, and 8. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You must read them together. You can yeah. never yeah. read only one. Um, okay. okay. hmm? Yes. Yeah. You're just saying that I don't know that it's always about the food, the wine, the wine, and the past. But it's more of an overarching thing called,
1: say, avoid all the arguments. hmm.
0: Yeah, we will actually re, uh, read that one. Yes, uh, absolutely. It- And, uh, yeah, so uh, that's uh, Mark 7. And and he's, um, um, yeah, often, again, another chapter that gets taken. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it is. Do not get into those arguments, you know. Yeah, and and, um, Yeshua is using, well, Bread, really, in that instance, right? Um, as um, as a point of argument, because they, but what he's arguing against there is, um, and he's using that as an example. But what he's saying there is, uh, uh, why aren't your disciples following the traditions of the elders by ritually washing their hands before they eat bread? And and he. He rebukes them. He's like, okay, you guys are putting the commands of man above the commands of God. He was like, and then he goes on to the whole... Um, the, uh, actually, we will um, read it um, here in a second, but... Um, yeah, but there's a, there's a statement there that you, uh, we all need to be very, very cautious of, right? Um, at the end of all that argument in Mark 7, you know, there's a little thing in parentheses that says, you know, Does Jesus declare all foods to be clean? And be like, ha, you see that right there? There it is. Well, that is something that uh, the commentators inserted in there, which is the reason why it's in parentheses, right? If you look at the Greek, there's nowhere, it's nowhere to be found. Uh, so I would caution you not to take that out of context uh, because it um, he did not say it. Like that, what he was saying, if anything, was um, uh, something for which I was rebuked here about three Sukkos ago, where I told the kids, ah, "You don't need to wash your hands before you eat." Then <laughs> a couple of parents are like, "Adrian, uh, can I talk to you?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah." So anyway, um, <laughs> and three times,
1: three times Peter was told, "Kill and eat," and three times he said, "No,
0: Lord, I have never eaten." Uh, yeah, that's, uh, yes. Actually I think it's in the was talking
3: about the uncircumcised versus the circumcised and not even trying to force those that you know were Gentiles into circumcision. And Paul was saying that it's
0: the circumcision of the heart. It goes
3: back to love. God wants us over on oh. his love, is our the love. Absolutely. And he, he meets us where we are and he tripped.
0: Yes, you're you're absolutely right. And that is the thing, that is where we need to meet God. Um, Yes, Uh, the problem is when we start justifying our behavior um, and we start uh, accusing Paul of the very thing that he defends himself against, Contradicting God's laws and commands, right? Um, so all of this uh, comes to one absolute. Where did God say what is to be clean meat and what is to be, be clean and unclean? Huh? Leviticus. Leviticus. That have, oh, right there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Leviticus 11, right? Uh, that test question,
2: right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So, (laughs) in verse 3, it says, By those who know the truth. What is to know the truth? Yeah, okay. So, yeah, absolutely. I submit to you Psalm 119, right? Um, 142. It says, Your righteousness is everlasting righteousness, and your law, your Torah, is truth. Hmm. So, Yeah, so if the law of God is still true, uh, but I've heard that obeying Leviticus 11 oftentimes uh, causes you to depart from the faith. Like we, we were saying earlier, so obeying God's command causes you to depart from the faith. Then the commands of God are by default a doctrine of demons, right? Ooh, yeah, careful. Yeah, so so if all animals are now clean and nothing is unclean, then Leviticus 11 is no longer relevant. But if it's not, then it is. Uh, If it is unrelevant, Well, that presents a problem because um, no, we have uh, passages like, um, where is it? Um, Well, like Isaiah 66, uh, 17, where um, where God, you know, I mean, this is talking in the future, right? Uh, The the, the book of Isaiah is uh, talking about future prophecy, where God says, those who consecrate and purify themselves go into the gardens following ones who who is among those who eat flesh of pigs, rats and other unclean things they will meet their end together with the, the one they follow declares the Lord yes
1: what you just said I can counter that with Romans 7 verse 7 what shall we say then is the law sin God
0: forbid. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, And he says that in multiple places, not just there. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. And and that is, oh, yeah. I mean, it's all his whole argument. He always says that, right? Uh, Paul says, yeah. May it never be. I mean, that's. Yes.
2: To listen to the guy and close it because most people couldn't read it for so long. It's going mm-hmm. to read it for even now that people won't want to read themselves so. and take the whole Bible, the sheet said, you have to take it from cover to cover. It's not this book and then this book. You know, it's a renewed covenant, not a whole new thing. Right? Yeah. And what God said, what man has the authority to change the day, change the dietary, change anything that God has said? Mm hmm. And yeah. Everything I keep telling people, so you need to ask, what did Jesus do, and all the disciples? They follow the Torah, and they, they don't. People don't bring that out in the church. They don't understand. They, he said, Jesus in his own words, or he's doing his own words, that I have not come to abolish any of the Torah. He said, I did not come to start a new church or new religion. He came to show them how to
0: do it. Oh, absolutely. I mean. Yeah, the funny thing is, on the, his very next letter to Timothy, right? Uh, so we don't have to go all the way to, you know, three years before or four years after or anything. Uh, we could just look at the very next letter to Timothy where Paul said, All Scripture is God-breathed and valuable for teaching the truth, convicting of sins, correcting faults, and trading in right living, right? So, yes? Yeah. Oh, okay. you're putting
4: no, it. So I'm sorry. That, okay. Um, yeah. With all this conversation with the Torah, it's always been a heart issue for God because in uh, Deuteronomy chapter ten, you know, here there uh, Moses is making tablets like the first ones mm-hmm. like after they got broke, and so um, and then he starts in verse twelve. He says, "So now." Israel. All that Adonai your God asks from you is to fear Adonai your God, follow in his steps, love him, and serve Adonai your God with all your heart and with all your being, And to obey all good, then he drops down to say I'll just fall through, um, um, good, the to Go to the Mitzvah and the Regulations of Adonai I mm-hmm. give you today. Yeah. Okay. Therefore, right, so here it's not a New Testament concept. This is what he says right here from the mouth of Moses. Therefore, circumcise the foreskin of your heart, oh, and yeah. be any longer. So,
0: yeah. The uh, I mean,
4: the Torah, it, it's always been a heart issue, but then when you go to Acts, uh, Acts 21, after Paul has traveled all across you know, all of his missionary journeys, he comes back and they say to him, um, you know, brothers, be together. And um, basically they they just said, you hear, you see, brother, and this is verse 20, you see, brother, how many tens of thousands of believers there are among the Judeans and they are all zealous for the Torah. Now what they have been told about you, is that you were teaching all the Jews living, living among the Gentiles to turn away from Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children and not to follow the tradition? And so, what was the answer to this? They said, You're taking Nazarite
0: vow. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's a whole other uh, thing to unpack. But yes, absolutely right. Yeah, he went ahead and uh, paid for. Uh, Sacrifices for the sacrifices of not only his but other like, four Nazarite uh, people who were about to redeem their Nazarite vow. So, yeah, uh, and I, I left that one, uh, I dropped the mic when I walked, um, when I did that teaching, and I for that I apologize, but here it goes again. Yeah, uh, 30 years after our Messiah died, resurrected, and ascended to heaven, Paul is paying for sacrifices at the temple. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. But uh, okay, so you're absolutely right. Uh, the, sacrif- uh, the uh the circumcision of the heart, as uh, Ms. Christina brought up, it is not a new thing. I mean, in Deuteronomy thirty, right? He says, "I don't know. I will um, circumcise the heart. So uh, we'll circumcise. Uh, where is it?" Um, We'll circumcise your hearts and the hearts of your children so that you learn to obey know, your God with all your heart and all your being, you know, your soul, where is it? Um, but anyway, yeah, so. Yeah, so talking about circumcision of the heart. Absolutely, yeah. I, I often tell people, I was like, yeah, please don't obey God's laws because of legalism. That will get you nowhere. It's not about, you know, oftentimes it's like, okay, what is, you know, the typical... Christian church, uh, uh, Christian t-shirt that says, what is the least I can do and still get to heaven, right? Mm-hmm. Not quite that way. Uh, when people say, am I supposed to um, observe Shabbat? I was like, well, I don't know, are you supposed to? And they're like, well, I think it says that we are supposed to. I was like, then do. Mm-hmm. She's like, but we're not supposed to obey the law. I was like, then don't. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what? Like, listen, it's not about like a checklist of, hey, li- listen, give me the 50 best things to get to heaven. And then check, 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 check. I go down the list and then boom, I'm good to go. It's not about that. If you don't feel it within your soul, if you don't feel it. um, That's right. Out of love. love. Thank you, Miss Helen. Yeah. Love will cause us to be obedient
3: to whatever the word says. Because the word is God's word. It was, it was given by him, but it was written by men, but it was given by his spirit, through his spirit. Whatever he said never changed. And because we love him, we do what he says do. In other words, he said, if you love me, do what? Keep my like man. Man. So he said, if you love me and keep not my like commandments, then you are what? Lying. And we know that liars have no part in the new kingdom. New so it's just a matter of love, a matter of loyalty and love toward God. Just because he said it, I want to do it. It don't matter what I what my flesh thinks about it. My flesh say, well, I ain't got to do that. Because it didn't mean it like that. No, the Word says it like that. So I got to do it like that. And that's the only way we're going to get in. It's just like your children, when they were coming up, if you told them to do something, they had to do it just like you said do it. Same thing with our helmet, Father. Mm-hmm. We got to do it just like you said do it. If you said don't. No. If he said, do it, do it. And then that's the end of it. And it's no, it's no question. Well, no, yeah. I actually, yeah. <clears throat>
0: because him. Uh, yeah, and my <coughs> children will testify to this, but I used to tell them, no, I don't want you to obey me. I want you to want to obey me. Uh, because the second I get taken out of the picture, it, then you just become lawless. Mm-hmm. That's where we fall short most of the time, right? We, yeah. love over the
1: multitude. Of
0: sins. Yes, but in order for love to um so the the, the the template that I have gathered gathered from the Bible was uh in four different stages, right? The very first one is fear. Out of fear comes respect. Yeah. Out of respect comes love. Out of love comes obedience. If those are out of sequence, oftentimes we're like, no, it just should be all love. Yeah. yeah. How's that working out for us? The church
2: is the way down here. see it, it for don't believe everything you think. And I'm
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, amen. Study where it comes from, you know, but your thinking is going to twist things. He said, don't believe everything.
0: You <sighs> yeah, so we have a um, bunch of other passages that, that um, I can give you so you guys can uh, look them up on your daily reading. But it's uh, Romans 14 1 through 4, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 8, uh, Colossians chapter 2, Mark chapter 7. And of course, yeah, Acts chapter 10 and 11. Yeah, so those are all dealing with this very thing that we're talking about, right? Um, uh, very oftentimes, if you start really reading them, understanding that who wrote them and how it is that they came to be, then you start getting a different understanding and, you, and maybe your interpretation may, may not be what once was. Uh, So, pray about it. Uh, Go into Leviticus. Read that whole chapter as well. Uh, Understand that, yeah, I believe it is still relevant and still applicable for us. Um, So, in conclusion, I will leave you with this. To be honest with you, uh, in our Faith and in our walk, the food laws are the easy ones because they are already there. It's like, okay, do this, don't do that. Oh, got it. But we have made it such a big deal to the the point of uh, creating such separation between believers and such arguments and everything to the point where uh, we get caught up in such an easy command. Um, I really hope That um, We don't focus so much uh, Into believing that the kingdom of God Is a matter of eating and drinking I hope that we focus a little more On the peace Joy And the Holy Spirit uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's um, what our Master Yeshua was um, telling the Pharisees, right? In uh, Luke chapter twenty-three. Uh, oh, I'll well, that. Yeah, just flip right to it. Um, it. Says, "Woe to you, hypocritical teachers and perishing! You who pay your tithes and mint dill and cumin, you have neglected the weightier matters of the Torah." justice, mercy, trust. These are the things you should have been attending to without neglecting the others. So I pray that our Messiah doesn't come back and um, tell us that. I hope that we learn to, just like um, um, like Ms. Curtis was saying here, we move beyond that. We We don't use that as a point of Uh, Elevating ourselves in front of our uh, uh, in separating ourselves from our fellow believers Just because we have a better understanding of that And they may not So don't ever use that as leverage for anything So now that all has been heard Here is the conclusion of the matter Fear God and keep His commandments For this is the duty of all mankind Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you so much for giving us uh, your Torah. We thank you for such an amazing group of believers who are all willing wholeheartedly to follow your ways. I ask you to bless them and put it within their hearts to follow your commands so that they may be a great asset to your kingdom. Thank you for everyone here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right.